Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Maddie Steve podcast, or welcome if you're new here. Today's episode is such a special one. This is my first ever guest on the Maddie Steve podcast, which just makes me so excited because I just have so many people like on Instagram and in my life that I just look up to so much and that I feel are just such powerhouse women. So I really want to get more interviews scheduled in the future. So if there's anyone else you would love to have on the podcast, let me know. But today's guest is the amazing Liberty B Coaching and it's been a long time coming, but we've finally gotten to record the interview and it was just amazing. Like the way Lib holds herself, the way she speaks is just so admiring. So I hope you guys loved this episode. It was just so special to have her on here as my first guest. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, feel free to share anything that you loved or share when you're listening to it on Instagram and I can repost on our stories. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll be back in your ears with a new episode next week. Alrighty. Hello, Miss Lib. How are you? Good. How are we? I'm good. So firstly, I just want you to jump straight in and tell us a little bit about yourself because those listening may not know who you are. So give us a little background on who you are, what you do, why you're here. Of course. Amazing. Okay. So my name is Liberty. Most people call me Lib. I am an online female focus, health, fitness, mindset coach. I live with my partner who's, we've been together like six years this year. So we live together. We have a dog together. That's kind of like my whole personal life, if that makes sense. I love dancing. I love just kind of like putting on music, dancing in my room, kind of getting in the vibes. I range from like Drake to Harry Styles with my music taste. So you can take that however you want to. Um, But yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me, me in a nutshell. I'm studying psychology as well. So that's kind of something I do on the side kind of, but yeah, that's me. Amazing. So Obviously, you're in the mindset and fitness coaching world. So what kind of got you started into that industry and how long have you been in it for? Oh, okay. How long have I been in it for? I feel like I don't keep track. So I'm going to have to backtrack <laughs> a little bit. I got into the fitness space first. I, Like I said, I love dancing. I grew up dancing competitively like from age six to 15 and I stopped when I was 15 but I still wanted to kind of stay active it was like the typical I think very dancer mindset of like oh I need to still like move my body to you know look a certain way and that's kind of how it started so I just signed up to the gym did very standard like Sarah's day ebooks and (laughs) hit workouts and things like that and didn't really yeah yeah pretty much where we all started but I didn't really love it it was just more something that I did because I felt like I had to like I said to kind of look a certain way um and then around the time that I kind of went through a journey myself with health and fitness so I kind of went through like um I guess binge eating around year 12 and kind of lost myself a little bit and then after school around 2020 was when COVID hit and I kind of had like this turnaround from what I'd kind of been navigating in the end of year 12 to 
what it turned into. So it was lockdown and I just kind of found a love for fitness and moving my body. And that's kind of where that sparked again. But from a place of just like actually enjoying it, not wanting to look a certain way, it did kind of change the way that I looked, but that was just kind of like a byproduct and it wasn't the main focus that was kind of the main difference um so from there I was kind of doing still hit workouts at home that was kind of like all I knew because we were you know in lockdown and I was on a gap year and I didn't really know what I was wanting to do in that gap year I was meant to travel but again we kind of couldn't do that so I decided to do my set three and four in fitness I was like this could be something fun like I'm really interested in fitness I've just kind of like had this transformation mentally myself around health and fitness and I want to kind of share that with other women and kind of help them do that themselves Um, and it could be like a fun little job that I do you know on the side that was kind of the mindset so I did that and then I started it would have been January last year or maybe six months before that I was qualified and then COVID made it hard to get a job and then I started probably officially January last year and I worked for another online coach so I worked underneath her yeah. best experience like she taught me so much and I I feel like I'm rambling I'm like telling you every single detail. No I love it. Um <laughs> Okay, good, good. Stop me if you like want to interject or go on different tangents and stuff. But yeah, I worked underneath another girl online and I did that for about, I think it was eight months in the end. Um, But I think I always kind of knew deep down that I wanted to kind of run my own business and, you know, have that, um, I guess, control over the direction of it and, you know, just kind of try it out for myself. So it would have been September last year that I went out on my own. And when I did that, yeah, so not that long ago, but it's Mm. it's probably like six months now. Um, So, yeah, I went and did that. And then that's when I kind of got into the mindset space as well. I never knew the mindset coaching world was like something that you could do. Like until I really fell into it myself, I had my own mindset coach. And then being a psychology student as well, I just Mm. love all things mind and the brain and, you know, how your mindset can shift, you know, literally it can, it can just be so powerful. And I found that myself as well. I kind of went on a a journey with that. It always just started with me and then translated into like a bigger thing of like, wow, this could be really impactful in so many other people's lives. So that's when I got into the mindset coaching. So yeah, just September. And that's pretty much how it all started. If that Amazing. makes sense. <laughs> I love that. So for those that don't know, Lib um, kind of has two separate business. I don't want to say separate, but she's got her mindset kind of, coaching yeah. area and then her fitness coaching area, but they are, mm-hmm. they do come hand in hand um, for you, especially. Um, I feel like that's so powerful that you actually worked underneath someone else doing that for eight months. Cause I feel like people don't talk about them doing that, but it's such a good way of getting your like mm-hmm. foot in the door into the fitness industry as well. Yeah, 100%. I I went to start my own business before that and it was just I didn't really know what to do and I mm. that opportunity kind of just fell into my lap like she advertised it and I I was like, you know what? We're just going to go for it. See what happens and I did and then like I said, yeah, I learned so much like how to set up the back end systems and how to mm. run things and how to price things and also just gain that experience of coaching a handful of clients or not handful, a lot more than a handful, but, you know, (laughs) coaching the coaching experience that I needed as well, which was really, really important. And I think without that, I wouldn't have been able to go like leap into my own in the same way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally so cool. Cause 
like even for me, like I started on my own and I had no idea what I was doing, but like mm-hmm. having that little, like, I guess, mentor as well, being able to see how yeah, someone in does way, it, being yeah. in that proximity is so powerful. Um, and I kind of want to jump into that, like the proximity area, because I know mm-hmm. we're both very passionate about that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of hard to put a nail on the head of where prox- like being in proximity with people really first started to have an impact on you, but Proximity as a whole, how do you think that's impacted Mm. where you are today? Oh, I think mentorship for me has been the biggest, like the most powerful part of proximity where I've really seen how, like how crucial it is to your growth and evolution. Obviously, like it, it translates into everything in your life, like your friendships and your family. But I think that was the catalyst for me cleaning up those other areas, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when I it would have been actually before I went on my own in my business. So when I was still working underneath the other coach, I hired my mindset mentor at the time. And that was kind of like the light bulb moment of like, you know, having someone in your corner where you are guided, you're supported, you have a safe space to just go in. There's no judgment. And they also can hold you to a higher standard. They can have those expensive conversations with you. That was kind of, for me, open me up to a lot more in my world and then last at the end of last year I did a mastermind as well and that was just like taking that to the next level so mm-hmm. obviously you're with a mentor a mindset coach but then other women in the space that are you know wanting to grow their businesses and their their world as well and that was just like a life-changing experience like I it wasn't even the stuff that we talked about in that space but just seeing the way that you show up to a space where other powerful women are was huge for me in the sense of like obviously it's shifting your energy and your frequency and what you see to be possible for you when you are normalizing big fuck off dreams and desires I don't know if I'm allowed to swear Um, (laughs) but okay good good um but yeah that was that was wild and then also seeing how I showed up to that room as well Mm. really opened up a lot and opened up my eyes in the sense of you know, like a superiority and inferiority complex and and how we position ourselves in relation to other people. So yeah, I think those two experiences for me were the main catalyst, like I said, in terms of seeing the power of proximity. And because of those, that's where I really like focused on cleaning it up in my relationships, in my friendships, in, you know, like business, whatever it is with clients and like, you know, yourself as well. It's just Mm. who you surround yourself with. You become the average of and the standards that you hold, the frequency that you entertain all, it doesn't all tie down to that, but it it's, that's a big part of it. So yeah, hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, no, you definitely (laughs) did. You definitely did. Um, so obviously you've been you know, working on yourself for a while now. What do you think like the hardest things that you've navigated are? And like, you don't have to get in heaps of detail, but more so like the things that you found the hardest through your self-development journey. Mm. Mm. Yes. I, yeah, my personal development journey has probably been like a I don't know five six seven year thing like I it, it started very much just like reading the books and you know mm-hmm. listening to the podcast and doing like um Georgie Stevenson's manifestation course like that was the first thing I invested in I think hey, you've done it as well yeah. <laughs> yes yeah like we've all had the same sort of life you know like, like there's no unique experiences here but um it kind of started there so it's been like a long sort of thing but I'd say the last year 2022 was where I had 
the most pivotal year in that sense. Like I really got to the depths of it. Um, and I probably put that down to mentorship as well. Again, like mm-hmm. you can't see what you can't see. So when someone's there to kind of reflect things back to you and something that was like the biggest like ego death, if you want to say for me, and the biggest thing that I've had to kind of hold and realize is I'm very much like a... Well, I was a very much self-proclaimed perfectionist. I Mm -hmm. am a Virgo. So it kind of like goes hand in hand of like, oh yeah, I'm a Virgo and that's why. And, you know, you kind of just like use that as a scapegoat as to why you put a lot of pressure on yourself or you hold really high standards and not always in the healthiest way. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, like you, you never feel like it's enough because it's not perfect. And so that was like the biggest thing that that I had to navigate was letting go of that being such a big part of my concept of self and who I thought I was like the Mm. person that always had her shit together and like feeling the need to present myself as that as well like feeling the need to prove to other people that I am successful and I have my shit together and you know I I'm a high achiever and all the things so for me yeah that was a lot of work that I had to do around that and like still sometimes I have to catch myself out with which if you've had an ego death before, you'll know it's not the most fun experience because something that you've identified with for so long as part of who you think you are and you're having to kind of let go of that and break it down and kind of rebuild that sense of self, it, it's a lot. So I think that's kind of like the the hardest thing that I've had to deal with so far, mainly in the sense of like my own development, if that makes sense. Like the, mm. the probably the most pivotal and the biggest and the most like big yeah the biggest part of who I was and how I've kind of like who the person I'm becoming is Mm, well that's so powerful and I actually like relate to that me being a Leo um I feel like I'm always like oh yeah like I'm I'm this and I'm that and I relate it to like my star sign and I feel like so many people do that and it's like yes that's a part Mm. of you but it doesn't make you who you are at the same time like yeah there's so much more than that and people forget that so often um Mm-hmm. in terms of and I think as well sorry no, you, you go for it. going all right okay I was gonna say I think as well like you get to also do that like you get to be like mm-hmm. yeah that's me and I do resonate with that part of the star sign or whatever it is like I still really enjoy striving for mm-hmm. success and you know doing things well like that does get to be a part of me but it's just seeing like which part of that is you know where you're consumed by it and you're attaching your whole sense of self self and it becomes you know, a little bit unhealthy or where can that be utilized in a healthy way? Like for me, the perfectionist side, it's like, I can use that in a healthy way to, you know, put effort in and strive for things and, you know, have that kind of drive, but then it doesn't also have to be to such an extreme. So I don't think it's making yourself wrong if you do that, Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. also get to have some concept of self. It doesn't have to just like disappear, but I think it's just seeing the parts of you where like we're overplaying into that or we get to just kind of like have that balance as well. 100%. And like, obviously it is still a part of us. Like your star sign is literally like, it's part of you. Yeah. <laughs> whether people yeah. like it or not. Um, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's 100% whether it, like there is that fine line of, are you just like resonating with it? And you're like, oh my God, yeah, that's me. Or like, are you making it your personality? And like mm. this really unhealthy attachment, um, which I feel like yeah. it's not talked about enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. exactly. Like, it's almost, I don't know if scapegoat's the right word, but like almost an easy, easy thing to like put the responsibility onto. 
you know, mm-hmm. rather than being Excuse. like, oh, okay, maybe my behaviors, if they're healthy or whatever they are, like unhealthy, toxic, whatever, maybe it's actually my responsibility, not just the fact that my mm. sun and rising and moon fall into this. Do you know what I mean? So 100%. I think it's just that responsibility piece of looking at where you're placing the blame or projecting the blame externally versus actually, you know, seeing what part you play in that as well. I 100% agree. And that's where like excuses and people fall into the excuse trap of like, oh, but that's just who I am. And it's like, if you don't actually want it to be, it doesn't have to be. But then again, it comes down to that choice as to, do you actually want to show up in that way? Or do you want to change your life? Like you you do have that choice. And I think people feel like they're stuck. Mm -hmm. They're so like tunnel vision. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I love that so much. Yeah. I love choice. Choice to me is like the whole, like that's the whole realm of realm of like mindset work. Like it's yeah. that we have the power of choice and that's our biggest power and that we don't have to think a certain way or act a certain way or like just be like, we actually get to decide different and choose different. And, and that's kind of like the, I think the crux of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like every 100%. single shift you have in your mindset or every single shift you have in your concept of self comes down to just choosing different and Mm -hmm. knowing that we have that free will and yeah I think people forget that we're not robots we're not on autopilot I always say that like we get to actually do whatever we want to do in the best way 100% and like I even fall into the trap of that of like oh no but it's just like the season that I'm in or it's just this certain Mm -hmm. like external thing and it's like yeah those things can have an effect but I still have that choice the choice is always there like it's not yeah it's not just like always one-sided. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. even I, to this day, even though I'm doing all the work, I get stuck in it. We all do it sometimes, but yeah, I think choice, yeah. we could go on choice forever. That's a massive I know. Um, can we've just opened, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I feel like the things that people kind of identify with and the people that aren't really in the self-development world, obviously the people in the self-development world, the way we think is just like next level. I feel like we're just a different breed of human, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Like just the way I think we just, we're so, we're just so self-aware and we just have the ability to make that choice. Oh, I see a little doggy in the background. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Doobie. He's um, but yeah, like, when, once you actually come to the self-awareness that you do have it, the choice to do whatever you want to do and you do have the choice to either show up or to not or to do this or do that, like you actually have the power to and people get so mm-hmm. stuck in like, no, I'm just wired this way. I can't change it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think not everyone is meant for this work. Like mm-hmm. it would be amazing if the whole world kind of have this had this self-awareness, but Unfortunately, that's just never going to be the case. So I think it's not that, you know, like we're better because we do this or whatever. It's like they get to do like go down their path and their path might not be for this. But, you know, obviously the the world that we are in and the people that are in this world do open themselves up to so much more expansion and possibility and power. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing. And it would be amazing if everyone else mm. had that opportunity or had the understanding, like you said, the awareness. I think it's just the awareness piece because what you don't know or what you can't see, it's like you don't know that it's there to change. 100%. Like there's no possibility otherwise. But unfortunately, it's just not kind of that way. Yeah. And like it would be amazing if it was, but we can't always have mm-hmm. everything our own way. And yeah. I think 
even just having the people around us that we do, like even like family, friends that aren't in this world, we can still Mm -hmm. show our impact in some way. And even if it's not, I'm not coaching them, but the way that I think can open them up (laughs) to other ideas too. Like just the way that we have our self-awareness can impact other people as well, which is amazing. Like whether you're coaching or not coaching Mm -hmm. or you're doing this and doing that, like the way that I speak now is incredibly different to even like four months ago, six months ago, like a year ago. So the way that I think, the way that I act, the way that I speak is so different and it does impact the people around us, whether we like it or not. Um, But yeah, I I just think it's so powerful. Yeah. I, um, when you were saying like not coaching people in your life, like I was laughing because I definitely like had to catch myself out on that before because you want the people around you. Like I said, like, because we know what this world does for us and how much it opens us up to more in our lives and just like what we have and see to be available to us. You want that for the people around you. Like you want that for the people you love. And so it can be easy to kind of want to coach them or want to kind of like, you know, not therapize with them, but, you know, kind of be like, oh, this is playing out and this is playing out. And sometimes they're not ready for that. And I definitely did that with Reese, my boyfriend, (laughs) in our relationship. And that's why I was laughing. And it was just something that I had to learn as well. And I think the best thing that I can say for people that are wanting to like bring other people with them is to just lead. Like, like you said, it's just the way that you talk It's the conversations that you bring to the table rather than having to kind of force them to, you know, do your meditations and do your manifestations with you. And mm-hmm. like, you need to think like this and you need to do this and like do the exact work. It's like their work can be different, but it's the way that you lead and naturally they're going to kind of evolve because of that. And when I removed myself from like, trying to coach him that was when he kind of came with me as well and like we have the most expensive conversations but he doesn't sit down and like do the courses with me do you know what I mean but obviously it's just kind of what I start talking about and how he sees me lead my life and that naturally has an effect and sometimes maybe people aren't meant to come with you maybe sometimes that then that doesn't work but I think the right people that are meant to will naturally just kind of evolve with you but not from a place of force do you know what I mean like Mm. from a place of just leading first and kind of yeah you just focusing on you and and that kind of having that effect 100% my um my coach always says that if you want to be a leader you don't have to tell people you're a leader because they just know Mm, yeah and yeah I'm like yeah that's just the thing that like I needed (laughs) to hear because I was like I don't have to prove I don't have to and that's like been one of my huge blind spots is having a need to prove that I'm successful that I'm smart that I'm all these things to prove that I'm not failing um Mm. which was like a massive thing that I uncovered um probably like around a year ago now but it's it's kind of just that analogy of like you're climbing up on the ladder and some people aren't going to be able to make it the whole way and that's okay like the people in your life they're not going to make it up the top like with you but you'll meet new people along the way as well and it's like it's it's obviously so sad when we do lose those people in our life that are really special to us like friendships or relationships or family or like whatever it looks like because people won't agree with everything that we do um that goes for anyone like people aren't going to like you people aren't going to agree with it people are going to have their opinions but it's just about still leading still showing up and also like having that duality being able to like you know lose friendships and lose those like connections that we have Mm -hmm. but also still being able to lead ourselves 
Yeah, 100%. I think outgrowing relationships and friendships is like a big part of this work sometimes Mm -hmm. when you are growing in a way that may be different from everyone else. And like I said, some people will come with you, but not everyone will. And like you said, with the latter thing, not everyone's meant to as well. Like some people are with you for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think that's probably something that a lot of people don't understand coming into this world that it can be something that you're going to have to navigate is is letting go of friendships that may no longer serve you or don't align with your next level and that being okay and it doesn't have to be this case of like I'm better than you now because I mm-hmm. do the work and all this stuff but just I love you but right now we're on different paths and that gets to be okay yeah and in that there's like an element of grief as well like a grief 100%. Of, of the losing the friendship but then also kind of outgrowing that previous version of you and I, I spoke about this in one of my master classes but you have to be willing to grieve if you want to grow like there's got to be grief in letting go of yeah who you used to be or who you thought you were like those past concepts of self or the relationships and the friendships or you know maybe the ideas and plans you had for your future have changed and now you're grieving those old ones like there's always something that you have to let go of before you get to move forward and um yeah I think that's kind of like a big part of this work that not a lot of people understand coming into it like Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't same but it's just something that you kind of have to accept 100% and I feel like in terms of that grieving piece is like being able to hold yourself when you're processing something as well because I feel in this industry people tend to just brush over brush over things and just be like oh yeah like I navigated this and like now I'm fine and it's like but if it takes longer for you that's okay like it doesn't have to be this overnight thing it's never going to be like an overnight transformation that we all have like we didn't build this in Mm -hmm. like like just yesterday like it took time it took energy Mm -hmm. it took money and being able to like understand that at every level there's a new devil and we're always going to have things come up for us we're always going to have like you know whether it's like mental health issues whether it's relationships friendships family like anything career um there's always going to be things that come up and it's actually being able to have that ability to hold yourself with compassion instead of like guilt or shame. Cause yeah. I actually shamed myself so much for having like done all this work. And then all of a sudden I was in a state of fight or flight for seven months. And I was like, what's going on? Like, like what, like, why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like I should be improving myself. And it's like, but you can't, if you don't go yeah. through those things. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I like, I see you so deeply in that. And I think, like most of us or some of us at least have been th- through those periods of like mm. the fight or flight, the dysregulation. And like, I definitely went through that last year as well. And so I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I think I've just had a mental blank. What was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, the guilt or shame piece. Yeah. So the guilt or shame I think is like, yeah, something that you do have to have compassion with yourself around. And it's easy to fall into that. Like I still have to catch myself out now being like, no, 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 don't make yourself wrong for thinking this way or don't make yourself wrong for, you know, if you've like, you know, had a pattern uncovered and then all of a sudden it comes back in like three months or something. It's just about that constant process of, you know, as long as you have the awareness and you're doing your best every time. And I always say like your best gets to look different in every different season and and whatever, like your best doesn't have to be you being a hundred percent perfect. Like there's just no such thing as perfect. And that's something that I know to be true now, but just giving yourself that compassion that 
it gets to be your own journey and no matter if that's different from your next door neighbor or someone else online or someone else in the coaching space like give yourself that love because guilt or shame they only hold you back like they're not productive they don't help you move forward they just keep you stuck in that frequency that kind of holds you back and that's not what we're wanting to play and if we want evolution and growth and all the things hold on I think something's come up on the screen Oh, you just fixed it. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Um, no, I a hundred percent agree. And it really does keep you stuck because especially when you're in that reoccurring pattern of like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? I don't know how to get out of it. And like that negative loop, it's only going to keep you stuck. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something I always tell myself when I'm feeling like I'm in a rut or I'm in like a stuck place, I know exactly what I need to do to get out of it. And I just have to remind yeah. myself of that because I do, I know how to get over. I just like, whether it's showing up for myself or bringing it back to the basics, which is something I like speak on all the time is like, am I moving my body? Am I eating the right food? Am I drinking mm-hmm. my water? Am I getting enough sleep? Like those basic fundamental things. If you're not doing those, how do you expect to show up for yourself every single day? And how do you expect to mm-hmm. feel good and feel the energy and connect with people if you can't even do the basic things for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's just holding that standard for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like those things that you said, like the non-negotiables that you know, make you feel better. And sometimes you don't want to do them. Like when you are stuck in that, that rut or that shame and guilt cycle, it, it can be hard because sometimes it's easier to not do the thing. It's easier to not take the action and, and do what we know will help us. And it's easier to just kind of stay where we are, play the victim and just kind of dwell on that. And Mm -hmm. so it is just kind of, like having that, I guess, not really discipline, but just kind of the awareness, like you said, that you actually have the power to shift it, that you don't have to stay stuck. And maybe you do stay stuck for a day. Maybe you do kind of just spend a day on the couch watching Netflix and that's what you need in that so moment. Fine. But not, yeah, so fine. And I think that can be made wrong a lot of the time that 100%. you need to always be kind of doing the work. But sometimes doing the work isn't doing the work. Sometimes doing the work yep. is just being a human letting yourself breathe, like not putting pressure on yourself to always be conscious of whatever it is. And knowing that you can come back to that when you need, you don't need to let that snowball into six months of like, you know, Mm -hmm. staying on the couch watching Netflix, but knowing that you get to have that time as well. It's like the duality of it. Like they both get to be like perfect in their own way and not making yourself wrong for either or like if you make yourself wrong for staying on the couch then you're just going to keep spiraling in that guilt or shame and if you make yourself wrong for you know always doing the work and like having too much pressure on yourself then that's not going to keep you moving forward either like that has to be balance Mm -hmm. and duality and love and compassion for yourself that you get to have your processes and it gets to be perfect in its own way 100% and I think like I see all the time, like people, you know, like always investing and always doing these things and spending like 30 grand on a coach. And I'm like, I would shame myself for not doing that. So then I tried Mm -hmm. to, and it left me in the state of like dysregulation for so so long. Mm -hmm. And it actually came to a realization where I was like, I don't need to be doing all these extravagant things to be doing the work. Doing the work can be a $20 masterclass. It can be a three-day Voxer mastermind or a Mm three-day Voxer container or whatever it looks like, one coaching call with Mm -hmm. someone. Like it doesn't have to be this huge thing. And if it is for you, that's perfectly okay. Like it's allowed to be, but also you need to meet yourself where you're at. And I think 
that's something I've definitely got stuck in is not meeting myself around that and thinking that I'm actually up here when I was here. And I was like, okay, something's not right. Something doesn't feel good. And it, it, yeah. I was like, no, but if I just keep going, like it'll all be fine. And it was just the same cycle of like fight or flight dysregulation, mm-hmm. like doing something that was way out of my reach. Like if it's in arm's reach, yeah. take it. But if it's not, don't. Yeah. like it needs to be a stretch in order for you to kind of put the effort in and be expanded like if it's you know a two dollar thing you're probably not going to watch the replay or show up to the call or whatever it is so Mm -hmm. it has to be a stretch but I I also agree and I I'm kind of in the same point in my journey as well now where I did the thing as well where I felt like I had to keep going and keep catching up to everyone else and it's like that comparison of like you said investing and investing investing but doing the work or investing or you know doing something to move you forward doesn't always have to look that way. Like it could literally yeah. just be signing up to the gym. It could yeah. be moving to a new state or moving out of home. Like it doesn't always have to be in the mindset world either. Like it could just mm-hmm. be something in your life that you're shifting or that you're doing differently is still you doing the work that's required for you to move forward to then move forward. So yeah, I'm the same as well where I'm kind of like looking at, I don't know, kind of just in this reflective period of like, something feels like it needs a change and I'm I'm kind of kind of trying to figure out what that looks like for me and the way that I want to run my business and show up and invest mm-hmm. and like continue moving forward not falling into the trap of like well this is what everyone else is doing in the industry this is what everyone else is doing that's do- like you know has the cash months that I want or whatever like the lifestyle yeah. that I want whatever it is but I don't have to follow their exact same plan. Like it's my own life, my own journey. And maybe that gets to look different. Maybe it's something that I've never even seen before. It doesn't have to be kind of like that. I don't know. We don't have to be sheeps, you know, we don't have to yeah. follow the, the pack and always be doing something in order to feel good enough. I think that's the part as well, to feel like we're moving forward, to feel like we're validated, to feel like, you know, we're kind of keeping up with everyone and we can prove that to everyone. We we are who we want to, we are who we say we are. But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it yeah. gets to look different. I'm kind of like, yeah, in that period myself. So I, I agree, think it's cool actually. That Me too. Me also, too. Yeah, it's it's cool. And maybe there's like a shift happening at the moment. I don't know. I can feel it within myself. So maybe it's like the whole sort of industry shifting from what it was last year to, to this year. Mm, and I think for myself, it's more so like I can't fully show up for my business if I'm not showing up and cleaning up my side of the street first. So that's Mm. kind of my focus at the moment is like what parts of my life don't feel good and how can I shift that? How can I clean it up? How can I make it feel a 10 out of 10? Um, Because like to me, life audits are so important. Um, And like looking at your life as a whole, what doesn't feel good? What feels icky? What feels like you don't want to go there? That's where you should be working on because that's the thing that's Mm. leaking into every other area of your life and bringing yeah. you down and that's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment so I, I do feel like a big cleanup's needed like I'm feeling like shitty with the gym I'm like I don't want to go to the gym so maybe I'm like let's start some classes then or like let's do Pilates or like let's change things up feel a bit of a Switch shift it up yeah yeah because mm-hmm. I just feel like you can't just do the same thing all the time like your routines and things they're always going to change they're always going to evolve because you as a human we're always evolving so things are always going to be changing. And like, I used to love and hate change. Change made me excited. But when things were staying stagnant, I'd get like really anxious, but then I'd also feel comfortable. So I'm someone that like yeah. always needs change. And I'm like, okay, give me something new now. Like I need something new. Let's go to a new workout class. Let's That's me. Like, change up my <laughs> Instagram vibe. 
Yeah. Okay. I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, we we're talking a little bit about basics before. So I'm curious to know what a day in your life looks like kind of Ooh, okay. Yes, I feel like it's only recently that I've had like the same sort of clean up with my life mm-hmm. of like, okay, where am I not doing the things that I want to be doing or, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. So it's probably only been since I got back from the UK. So like, no, may, I'd say like a month or maybe before. So maybe like the start of the year. Yeah. But my routine's kind of changed is where I'm going with that. So I'm starting to wake up earlier. My goal is 5.30, but currently it's around like 6, sometimes 6.30. So that's when I wake up. Um, the reason being is because my partner and I, like nighttime's like a time to hang out, you know, like watch yeah, a movie. And same. so it's easy to kind of stay up late. And then, you know, that kind of translates to the next day. So I'm always like start the the morning, the night before we're going to bed earlier, mm-hmm. getting up early. And I feel so much better for it, like waking up with the sun and just kind of feeling like I have more time. So I've been loving that. That's when I wake up. Um, first thing I do is I go and brush my teeth <laughs> and then I put on some active wear and I go outside and I walk up and down our driveway. We have like a really long driveway because we're in like a farm property thing. Um, and that's pretty much the only place I can walk around where we are like we're pretty isolated um so I would do that it's like 20 minutes um and I feel like that also helps as well I've been very into like my whole morning routine and focusing on what gives me the most energy for the rest of the day so I was watching a video the other day and they were talking about the science of it and apparently doing some sort of you know physical activity kind of it releases some hormone or stops some hormone or whatever it is and that gives you more energy throughout the day so that's what I've been doing um, I'm just going to like give you all the reasons because I'm, I'm just, no, like, I love that at the moment. Please do. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so do the walk, come back and then I have a shower and I've been having cold showers. Mm. Um, and that's a recent thing as well. Again, so good. Like it, it wakes you up. It's again, there's science to it. I think it kind of forces your body temperature to rise, which forces you to kind of wake up something like that. So cold showers, I start on cold and then I turn it to extra cold. <laughs> I don't go straight in like all the way. I do the um, same. I'm hoping to kind of, yeah, I'm hoping to kind of like ease into that. Yeah. I mean, winter's coming, so we're going to see how how that goes as well. It might be mm. a little bit harder, but it just kind of, yeah, wakes me up. I love it. So I've been doing that and then I'll get ready and then I sit down and do a meditation. I'm making sure I do that every single day. Again, it just starts my day in the best way and my like my mental clarity just feeling more positive like my energy so good and then if I'm feeling like it I'll journal but I don't like forcing myself to journal like for me sometimes doing the work I'm just processing in my head sometimes I'm voice noting myself sometimes Mm. I'm journaling sometimes I don't really have anything to say so sometimes journal sometimes not and then I'll pretty much get on with my day. So I'll start work. So I'll either head into the gym. So I do face-to-face sessions at the moment for my fitness clients, a few of them. So I'll either do that or I'll start like work on my laptop, work. And then every day kind of looks different. I have a, a fair bit of freedom in my day. So some days it's like I'll jump in the pool if it's hot or like I'm most of the time at home for lunch. So I'll make myself lunch. And then in the afternoon is kind of when I try and wind down get off my phone, hang out with Reese, cook dinner together, you know, the whole thing. Blue light glasses are on for bed and then I read a book before bed and that's pretty much it. Those are like, that's very like surface level. Obviously a lot more happens in the day, but those are like the main routine parts. 
I love that so much. And I actually have heard a lot of, um, I think with the cold showers, it also helps you mm. with like situations that are uncomfortable or something like that. Like, yes, it's because yes. it's like, you're literally being in a sense thrown in the deep end of like this freezing cold water. Yeah. Um, and it has something to do with like yeah, how you, that. it's like the mental, what's the word? Um, mental toughness in your brain it actually helps yes, you like the resilience yeah 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 um I listened to a podcast on that and yeah and I love that you also normalize just walking up and down the driveway because hot girl walks do not have to be this extravagant thing they can be but if you no, just need to walk up down the driveway that's okay <laughs> yeah sometimes I'm like still half in my pjs or like it's not a cute outfit that I put on like because no <laughs> one sees me and I'm just there to do it for me like sometimes I post about it but it's not for the case of doing it to like prove to other people that I'm doing it. So yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't put makeup on. Like I said, I just brush my teeth and then walk out the door sometimes half in my pajamas. So yeah, it doesn't have to be this crazy aesthetic Instagram thing. Like it yeah. gets to just be something that works for you. But yeah, the cold showers, I like, I want to do ice baths for that reason because mm. I've seen that's like a, a huge thing mentally, you know, forcing yourself to kind of stay in that situation, breathe through it, get through it. The breath work, yeah. It's going to be really good. The breath work, yeah. So that's something that I want to do, but the cold showers is like the start. That's the most accessible way for me at the moment. Yeah. I don't have like a, a freezer at the moment to to do that, but maybe <laughs> maybe sometime soon. I love that. Yeah, I'm really I'm really trying to um set by a sauna at the moment because I'm seeing all the health benefits Ooh. and I'm like, I need a sauna in my life. Um, yeah, it's like an infrared one. Yeah, yeah. They just yes, that would be amazing, and they're like quite small, so I'm like I can just keep it in my little garage or something, and yes. have my sauna two times a week. Oh my but goodness, that's, I'm that's gonna a be so thing. jealous. <laughs> it's a future thing. That's for now. like yeah, that's a vision board. It's but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen it. exactly. Um, I love that so much. So this kind of leads into it a little bit. But what are your daily non-negotiables? Like the things you cannot mm. function in your day without. Ooh. Cannot function in my day without, I'd say food is something that I really <laughs> prioritize in the sense of making sure I'm eating regularly. Like I get so hangry if I don't eat for a certain window of time, like everyone in my life knows, and it's probably something I should work on, but everyone in my life knows like, you know, if she's hangry, do not mess with her. Like don't ask her too many questions or like just let her eat and then we'll come back to it. Um, So make sure I eat regularly, but also prioritizing what I'm putting into my body, not in a way that's like, I can't have chocolate. Like I still eat chocolate. I still eat all the things, but yeah. uh, being that, you know, I'm using my brain for my work and the mindset world, like showing up for my clients. Like I want to be my best self. I want to be thinking clearly. So I really like healthy fats in my diet. And mm. again, just making sure I'm eating enough, you know, fruit and veg, that sort of thing, but still eating what I want to eat. Um, So that's kind of a non-negotiable. I'd say daily movements, so workouts, mm. but I only do workouts four times a week. I'm not like, you know, about overtraining <laughs> or anything. So four times a week, but then the other days I'm walking every day anyway. And I'd say caffeine is something that isn't a non-negotiable. Like it's something that I'm making sure I don't do too much of, if that right. makes sense. So I've been really trying to like moderate that and make sure I'm not overstimulating my nervous system and relying on it. So I won't have caffeine for like the first few hours in the morning if I'm going to have it that day. And I'll have like half a coffee or like half a pre-workout. Like I've really been trying to 
wean back. So that's, I would say that's like a non-negotiable. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to think like no phone before bed or in the first hour of the morning, I noticed such a difference in that as well. Like mm. not being in that reactive sort of mode um, and just kind of like having time to switch off. Oh, the other one, like this is the last one that I'll say <laughs> something that I've been doing when I go on my walks every single day is just standing there looking up to the sky, like just looking at this big blue sky, picturing the whole universe beyond that, picturing the whole world, picturing the whole universe beyond that and just feeling how small I feel. And I was telling Reese the other day, my boyfriend, and he was like, that is so scary. Like, why would you do that? It's frightening. I was like, no, no, no. Like, that makes me feel like everything's okay. Like my Like a teddy bear kind of vibe. I'm stressed kind of like what I'm stressed about, like it all doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And I feel like that's so comforting to me. Maybe that's scary to some other people, (laughs) but it's like, you know, life's just like not that big of a deal. Like you're here, you're safe, like you're in this world, like in your human body, like that gets to be such this beautiful thing. So that's something I've been doing every day. And like, I don't know. I just love how it makes me feel and the perspective I think it gives me. Mm, yeah. You know, that's something that's something I actually try and tell myself like when I'm like whether I'm like really stressed or like anxious or mm. I feel like things feel really hard. And that, like I'm not saying this in a sense of like me invalidating my feelings because I don't. But No, 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 yeah. Just like it's not that deep. Because yeah. everything always works out for me. Yeah. Like it does. And, I, and, and you've had I'm evidence of that, you know. I'm such an overthinker yes. and an anxious person. So yep. I'm like, if I like dive too deep into something, it's the biggest deal in the world. Like nothing is ever, like mm-hmm. the world stops until that thing is over with. But I just tell myself mm. like, it's not that deep. It's going to be okay. It always works out for you. And I feel like the positive self-talk with literally everything is so important um, yes. in any situation. Cause it really like impacts your body as well. Like I've heard this whole a lot of people talking about it at the moment of like, you know, when you're like laughing and you're like, oh my God, like I'm dying. That was so funny. When people say like, Mm. I'm dying, your body actually reacts to that and like not takes it literally, but there's some science behind it that it's a negative term and it hasn't heard that in your body. Yeah. So, well, I guess we know like the words that you use, like, and speak, like your, your mind thinks they're true and your body kind of like goes with that. Yeah. And I'm not saying if you say it, you're dying because you're not, <laughs> but like <laughs> it's it's more so I need to look into it more because I don't know all the facts, but it's like I'm trying to be really conscious about how I actually speak to myself in my day-to-day and yes. in conversations and things because it's mm-hmm. so important. Like it has an effect on your body, like the energetic charge and things like that, which is like even if you're saying it in a positive way, it's still the word itself yeah. that has that effect on your body, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, that's a big one for me when it comes to money. Like when people say, mm. oh, I just, I'm so broke right now. Like, haha, I can't, you know, like do that sort of thing. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. If you keep affirming that you're going to keep making that your reality. Like you have to 100%. kind of watch the words that you use and that goes into everything. But that's something that I know like to come up in conversation around money is like, yeah, I'm broke or like, and joking about it, yep. but not realizing how that can be made to be true in your mind. But yeah, when it comes to your body and kind of like being in your head, like that's something that I resonate with so much. I'm yeah. such an overthinker as well. And I say I am, but again, I, I feel like I'm kind of like transcending out of it a little bit. So yeah. like used to be an overthinker, but kind of working <laughs> on it at the moment. Um, but that just looking up to the sky helps me so much, like to kind of feel in my body and to get out of my head. Like when you feel like you're stressed, 
you should just do that. Like walk outside. Look I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Let me know. Re- report back to me. But I will. Yeah. Connecting to my body is like such a thing that I'm trying to work on myself. Like I think that's kind of my future focus of the work that I want to do, just being mm. that I can be so stuck in my head as well. And I think maybe it's just like the society that we're in, like we're always plugged into things. We're consuming so much content and information daily. It's hard to kind of just like put things into perspective and be like, oh, you're just like a human. You're good. You know, I always kind of imagine how like our grandparents would have grown up and they would have just lived their life. Like there was no, nothing else more to it. Like they weren't thinking about someone else doing this and online or like, you know, they had no comparison or like stuff to just kind of like dwell in and overthink. Like they probably did, you know, money and job and whatever, but they equally just kind of lived their life and were present in it. Yeah. So that's something that I always try and yeah, come back to the mindfulness piece. And I, I definitely get caught up in that too of like, I'm someone that used to meditate like in 2020 when it was like peak COVID. Um, I'm a hypochondriac. (laughs) So I was very anxious during those times. So meditation really helped me. I was doing like three a day. Like I was like a meditation junkie. (laughs) Um, Beautiful. I love it. And now I'm like, I don't do it. And like, I barely even do it anymore. And I'm like, I literally, it's just a choice I need to make. I just need to choose Mm. to wake up my phone on airplane mode and go on a meditation and just do it like I have that choice yeah and it will really like it really helps to just like quiet your brain down a bit and also like acknowledge how to let your thoughts just like be there and not consume you at the same time um Mm -hmm. and I also read somewhere that the first 30 minutes of your day like how you spend that will determine how the rest of your day will go and the first hit of dopamine that you get in the morning is the one you'll reach for for the rest of the day and oh okay yeah. so like if you're like going on your phone and you're like looking at tiktok and it's like making you happy mm-hmm. you're gonna crave that for the rest of the day like li- looking at your phone reading the notifications things like that whereas if you get up and you drink water or you do a meditation or you journal about something and it makes you feel good you'll crave that like good feeling for the rest of the day from other things not your phone so that's yes. something I'm trying to implement too, but I'm so yep. bad with my phone at the moment. I'm in that bad phase of my phone. So yeah, it's just that habit you got to break as well. Yeah. yeah 100%. I am um, with the meditation. How long did you used to do it for? Were they like 20 minute sessions? Like went back in COVID? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. I think I varied. I think I would mainly go for like a five to 10 minute. Like I don't think it needs to be this long, yeah. big thing. Mm. Like even just doing like a two minute meditation. Yes does so much and even just like putting on like um what do you call it just like meditation like calming nature music and stuff on youtube and just like laying there is also meditation like there's so many different forms of it that people don't talk about um Mm -hmm. but i think for me like i just do like a five minute meditation and like i still feel good yeah no good good that's what i was gonna say that's all i do i was gonna say that kind of is my advice like for people that are like you know they're struggling to make it a habit or it feels overwhelming like I the thought of sitting down for 20 minutes like I I have 20 minutes so maybe one day I'll work up to it but I feel like the five minutes just feels so much more achievable and on the days where you don't feel like it it's easy to go it's just five minutes like just get through it like by the time you close your eyes and started started you've got four minutes left so it's so much easier to kind of do you know what I mean? It's it's easier yeah. to action. So that's that's what I was going to say to that. It's and like even five you, minutes is is the go-to and that's like beautiful. Yeah. And even if you don't work yourself up to the 20 minutes, you don't have to. Like five minutes is enough yeah. because you're still 
just doing it and you're still making it a yeah. conscious like habit that you do and the more you do it the more yes. you'll want to do it um I'm like the biggest I'm gonna say whore for atomic habits because that book literally changed <laughs> my life um yeah and just like habit stack it like if you want to incorporate meditation mm. instead of like I don't know if you check your phone first thing in the morning, have your wallpaper saying meditate or something. So then you're like, okay, let me meditate. And then you just, instead of going on the phone, you change it for something else. Or like, there's so many ways that you can implement the things that you want to, but again, Mm -hmm. we just choose not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent habits. I feel like we could talk about forever. Oh, we could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and my last little question for you is, do you have any like offers coming out or anything you want to share of how to be Ooh, in your world spicy. in your proximity? <laughs> Give us a little promo. Yes. Yes, I will. I When is this coming out, by the way? Because that might dictate what I say. This coming week. So um, Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So the most like upcoming thing that I have going on in my world is called New Year Next Level. And it's a three-day integrative workshop that was built on the basis of the free masterclass that I ran earlier this year, kind of going into the key codes that I see to be crucial for growth and evolution and what is required of you. There were like four pillars in the masterclass, but we're going into that deeper in the three-day workshop, which actually kicks off tomorrow. So Monday, You can join if you're listening to this podcast and it's past Monday. Um, You just will miss the live call, but you'll get the replay as well. So it's one day of live call workshop vibes, Um, one day of a Voxer chat, which starts on the Tuesday. Um, And the third day is an exclusive podcast drop as well. And there's also journal prompts and things like that and an IG group. Um, So that's kind of essentially the reason I wanted to do that off the back of the masterclass was just to tangibly put in the steps and the action pieces for how to move forward. Like it's one thing to listen to a masterclass, hear the information, know what to do, be really activated in the moment but then nothing follows through with that. So this is kind of the action piece. And that's what mm-hmm. I see to be like the key part in growth. And like very much the season that. I'm in at the moment is just like cleaning up things, actioning what I say I want to, and like putting in the little steps towards the bigger goals. So that's that one. Um, after that, I have a mini mind coming up. So a mini mind is like a Voxer group chat. I don't know if your audience will kind of know. Should I kind of explain it a little bit? Yeah, maybe just a little brief explanation. Yeah. Little brief. So many minds kind of like a Voxer group chat where you get to be coached by me, but you're also in the room with other wonderful, amazing women. So you're kind of like a fly on the wall to listen to them ask questions. So you kind of hear the answers that you think, like you never even realized you needed to know. So that's running for three weeks. That will be kicking off in two weeks time. So the end of March, start of April. Um, Other than that, I have one-on-one coaching for mindset and one-on-one coaching for training and nutrition. And that's pretty much it at the moment. I have a few things that I'm kind of working on, but I'm kind of just sitting with and yeah, kind of some bigger ideas for the direction I want my businesses to go this year. So watch this space. I am, um, I'll plug like the Instagram account. So my mindset coaching is on Liberty B coaching. And then the training nutrition is at her next level underscore. Um, but I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. If you just it go on the show page of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. She's sorted <gasps> it for me. 
Sounds incredible. Um, honestly, being in your world is amazing. I've been in your masterclass, your yes. um, New Year Next Level. That was amazing. Um, thank and you, also, thank you. I was in your mini mind. Was it even called in a mini the mind? Mini mind. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the micro mind, mini mind. It was like three days. Yeah, that was fun. That was amazing. Um, so highly recommend you jump into Liberty's world if you're loving what she's talking about because you'll get a deep dive into that even more. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, just thank you for having me. This has been fun. This is my first like podcast ever. Oh, that's what I, was, I, ha- I do have a podcast coming as well. So that's in the works, but it hasn't been launched yet. Um, but yeah, this has been my first little episode first little like trial with my microphone and all the things so it's been it's been fun it's made me really excited so thank you for inviting me and thank you for having me and holding this conversation my pleasure hopefully we can do this again because this was amazing and I feel like there's so many things yes. that we also want to talk about <laughs> that we missed out on. I know we kind of just yeah we talked about all these different topics but just like the surface level like I feel like we could do a whole podcast it could get so deep <laughs> yeah yeah um, I love it But thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that you chose to hold your afternoon with me. Um, I will leave links to everything for Lib down below. And yeah, I hope to have you on here again in the future. Yes. And you'll have to come on my podcast as well. For sure. I'd love that. I would love that. (laughs) Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll see you again another time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. And I'm so glad that I'm able to share this powerful conversation with you. Be sure to check out Liberty on Instagram. All of her links will be down below for you. Um, I highly recommend you follow her because her content is just 10 out of 10. But that is all from me. I will be back in your ears next week. Feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on because it helps me out so much. But I hope you have an amazing day, night, week, morning, wherever you are in the world. And I'll see you next week. Bye, guys.